Welcome to the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. Real inspiration for real innovators. If you're looking for innovation and leadership transformation, your journey starts now. Welcome to the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bourne. I would love if you would help us spread the word by leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Guys, I'm so excited for you to meet my guest today, Roger Hardy, a disruptor of technology in the health and medical fields and the CEO of Kits, an online eyewear retailer that makes vision care accessible to everyone while still maintaining a premium quality and design. He has helped build Canada's most successful vertical integration e-commerce company and achieved Canada's largest e-commerce exit at that time. Wow, that's incredible. Welcome to the podcast, Roger. Thanks, Natalie. Great to be here. Well, I want to back up for a second. So talk to me a little bit about the exit and what it was like starting something and then what it was like exiting. Sure. Yeah. What a fun place to start. (laughs) You know, my sister and I started a company back in 2000 called Coastal Contacts. And that business grew from startup from the two of us, you know, by making our first purchases, building our website on the back of our MasterCard at the time and grew to more than 700 teammates across four continents, a European business based in Stockholm, more than 200 folks there, our office out of Vancouver, Canada that served North America and then a distribution center and manufacturing facility in Sydney, Australia. So we really kind of covered the globe from those three points. Business grew very quickly, became a NASDAQ listed company 2009. And then in 2014, we got an unsolicited offer from a company called Essilor, who some folks might have heard of. Essilor, one of the largest manufacturers of glass lenses in the planet, based out of France. At that time, a 25 billion euro company, which has since merged with Luxottica, the big frame manufacturer out of Italy. And so they came to us with an unsolicited bid. We took that to our shareholders and the shareholders were tickled pink to get 450 million of cash back. And of course, my sister and I owned, I think about 30% of the company at that point. So in 2014, we became kind of gainfully unemployed and started looking around and thinking about different things to do. So we started investing in some other tech companies and one thing led to another. And today we find ourselves with this great fast growing business called Kits Eye Care, kits.com, which is you know, been doing really interesting things for eyewear customers in North America. So yeah, it's been quite a journey and it's kind of come full circle here with kids. That's a wild ride. And I tell you what, that's a cool way to become (laughs) unemployed. So I I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'd love to kind of take a look at how you guys built these online businesses. And I know that we've been going back and forth about this as analysts have about the idea of brick and mortar versus online and just the, obviously we know that there's an increasing push towards the online retail digital marketing space. But like when you think about your business and how you've grown it, can you talk a little bit about why you decided to really just lean into the digital marketplace specifically? Yeah, sure. And I think, you know, part of it was timing and being, you know, at forefront or early days of e-commerce. But as we've come back into kits, you know, we really feel like the eye care category still is based around a business model that was built for a customer, say, 50, 60, 70 years ago. You know, the lens crafters, the Pearl Visions, the traditional optical retail shop, it's built around that store. And we saw the opportunity as being built around the digital platform, built around a customer of today. And our customers are typically a 20 to 35 year old who's used to ordering things online, used to buying on their phone, used to taking minutes where the old process took 
hours, used to having much better selection and used to the savings you typically, you know, get when you buy online. So, you know, typical customer coming to kits.com would save 70% over traditional retail optical for glasses and contacts. So we've kind of focused around this model because we think we can do more for customers than we can if we had built a big fancy store and and had to pay for that big fancy store and the rents that go along with it. We instead believe if we invest in the product, we invest in the technology. So you can do an eye exam online on your iPhone. It takes four minutes instead of spending an hour going to a doctor's office. And, you know, those are the types of things we're trying to do for customers. Build the business model for the customer today that has, you know, short on time, wants more selection, wants savings, wants convenience, if that makes sense. And not to kind of oversell it, but, you know, that's really how we kind of framed it when we set out on this journey. So when you compare you guys are doing to what a brick and mortar is still doing, where do you see you guys leaning into the pieces that are more disruptive? Yeah, sure. So a couple of things. Number one, we think of our business having kind of three main pillars. The first pillar is a contact lens business. And, and where we focus there is on making it easy for customers to sign up for our contact lens program. It's a subscription program. And it's just a set it, forget it. When you're in contact lenses, you know, you use them every day, you throw them away. What we try to do is just make it easy and more affordable. So we make it so that your contacts just show up at your house, whether it's every 90 days or every six months. A customer can set it and forget it, doesn't have to think about it, worry about it, ever go back and look for another provider. We just keep it easy for them. So we built our business around having that subscription piece. Number two, we built it around being vertically integrated. So we actually make all the eyeglasses that we have. You know, We've got more than 90,000 frames available today on our website. And, wow. and that's the other thing you get by being you know, digital is you get incredible amounts of selection. So 90,000 frames on our site, ready to go. We vertically integrate. So we make the lenses that go in those frames right here in Vancouver. We can make about 4,000 pairs of eyeglasses a day. So we're, you know, we've wow. built out this highly automated <laughs> state-of-the-art lab that lets us make eyeglasses very quickly and very cost-effectively. So like I said, it's all automated. It, you know, a customer places an order. 90 seconds later, we're cutting the lenses about eight minutes later, the lenses are in the frame and we're putting it in a box and it's coming out to you for the next morning so that you can see again. And, you know, we're doing wow. that at sort of wow. 70% off, you know, what traditional optical is. If traditional optical, a pair of eyeglasses cost you $250, a pair of eyeglasses bought at kits.com would be about $69 to give you the sort of relative basis. And of course, we have our first pair free campaign going now because you know, we're so sure that when people try us, they love us and they stay with us. We actually do the first pair of eyeglasses on us. And, you know, so that's gotten a lot of traction. We've generated more than 100,000 orders so far with that campaign. And it's really just about getting people to try it. You know, a lot of people have this fear. Hey, could I really buy glasses online? I'm used to sitting mm -hmm. down in front of somebody, trying them on. You know, we, we think we make it e very easy for people to try it with that first pair free and get a sense that, hey, I actually can order glasses online. Not everybody knows that their eyeglasses have little numbers, three little numbers inside that give them the size of their frame. So if you enter those numbers into our site, we'll pull up the frames that are, you know, are going to fit you as well based on that size. So a little bit like buying footwear online, you know, if you know your size, it's easy to get a good fit. So that's kind of how we've been growing so quickly. Yeah. So those are kind of some of the pillars of what we're doing, Natalie. Does that help? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, as I'm thinking about your business model and even the speed, what would you say are just some of the pillars that are inherent in the way that you guys work that have helped you be disruptive? Because to me, getting something in a box in that time frame is disruptive. It's very disruptive. It sounds like you've got some good 
processes in place where you're not having to do a ton of manual pieces as well. So when you think about, you know, how you guys are going to be set up, how you're positioned, what would you say would say are some of the principles that you pulled forward as part of the just inherent way that you guys work? Yeah. So great question, Natalie. We focus on net promoter score to kind of let our customers tell us what's important to them. And so you're right. Speed is one of the most important things when you've got an e-commerce business, a speed of delivery, speed of manufacturing, speed of website. You know, it's all about speed, I think. So that's one that we focus very strongly on. And we actually see the faster we get a pair of eyeglasses to someone, the higher the net promoter score is, the happier customers are. Um, Number two would be selection. You know, like I said, we want to have the largest selection of eyeglasses for customers. We want to make sure that we can find something that gets them excited, that suits their style. So, you know, having that, that large selection in place. And then I guess, you know, I think savings is a part of it for customers today, you know, and especially in eyeglasses, you know, intuitively in my former life, you know, customers would tell me, how can a pair of eyeglasses cost me six, $700? It's more than my iPhone, which has, you know, a battery, a digital screen, lots of IP, a, a camera for heaven's sakes, you know, all this technology, all this IP rolled into a phone and, and somehow my eyeglasses cost as much or more than phone does. And I know that the cost of goods is just not there. There's not the same level of technology. So, you know, we're trying to make it super affordable for customers. Typically, if you're in glasses, you know, other members of your family are in glasses. So that's why we're kind of focused on making sure it's so affordable that you want to tell friends and family about it. And that's where that great price point comes from as well. So when you guys built this business, what would you say were some of the core principles you pulled forward? Because I know that there was some time in between. Were there some things that you guys pulled forward that were evergreen? And were there new things that you said, okay, that was then, this is now, we have to innovate a little differently in this time frame? Yeah. So you make a great point. When I sold in 2014, I never saw myself coming back into the optical category. I thought that's it. This time for disruption is gone. And, you know, as we started looking in 2018, we were thinking about the category. We've been hearing friends and family that our customers just weren't as happy with the new owners of our old business. And really the catalyst was around the innovation around, you know, digital eye exams, digital Uh, have eye care tools on the web. That was something that we were surprised that no one had done it. And obviously the web and technology has come a long way in the seven years since we sold the company. So we said, imagine if we could do our eye exam online. Imagine if there was an AI that would read that, you know, eye exam. Imagine if the AI would actually be better at reading my eye exam, my eye information, my cornea data than even a human being was. And and we quickly found that, that that's actually the case. You know, if an AI reads your your cornea, it can actually tell gender from your cornea, which no human can do. So you get, you know, that's just one example. But the other example is when the AI is looking at your eye exam and compares it to, you know, let's say a million other eye tests, it can more accurately predict what's going to be the right solution for you. So, you know, when we heard all these data points, we started building out these vision care tools that would be online. Like I said, we have an eye exam that you can do. It takes four minutes. We do get an optometrist to verify that that's, you know, at the end. But over time, I imagine that that, you know, that will become less and less necessary. And like I said, it's clear that, you know, from an AI perspective, from a technology perspective, that technology can do a better job than humans can in this regard and in many parts of the eye exam. So that was a real catalyst technology innovation wise for us to say, you know, we know we can make great eyeglasses. We know we can serve people in contact lenses. We've done both of these businesses. 
what's the thing we can bring that's unique? And we think that it's really around vision care tools that serve that customer of today. You know, gosh, they want to be able to order in two or three minutes or less, have all that stuff in a digital folder, be able to maybe, you know, ultimately scan their head with their iPhone, you know, their Google phone, whatever phone they have, just quickly and easily have a 3D rendering of their, their face so that sizing is easy to do. So those are all the kind of things that we think are coming. And that's what makes us kind of excited about the category. Wow, this is brilliant. So tell me, did you have a background in this before you started down this path? You know, not many people ask. That's a good question, Natalie. I did. I was working for a contact lens marketing company and I was in marketing and my sister was doing an MBA in entrepreneurship and she had just graduated. And so we were kind of thinking to ourselves, you know, what's an interesting opportunity here? And, and we just kept coming back to the fact that vision care customers were underserved. It's kind of a frictiony process at retail. And we thought to ourselves, how can we take some of the steps out of the friction of this process? You know, we see kind of this lost leader pricing and customers get upsold and then they're unhappy. And we saw just pricing in general as being prohibitive and, and the margins in the category. Like I said, you know, I know a pair of eyeglasses is not worth five, six, seven hundred dollars. So we thought to ourselves, there's something to do here. Right. And so we set about building right. out that, that offering that, you know, would serve the customer today that would get us excited. That's amazing. Do you see other organizations leaning into disruption like this? Or do you feel like a lot of people in your same space are more holding to this brick and mortar model? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm surprised that some of the folks that I thought were disruptors have really relied on, they've kind of gone back to doing what everyone else is doing. So, you know, some of the bigger folks, they started out saying, hey, we're going to be big and interesting online. Oh, wait, I think we're going to just go open a bunch of stores. So, you know, I think there's still so much more to do around technology, around mobile commerce, around the digital experience for customers. So, you know, that's where I think we want have a chance to lead and be innovative and, and be in front of the market. And that's kind of how we think about it. I think too many folks have just gone back to saying, well, kind of tricky to do it online. And, you know, it's not our experience. Our customers tell us they're much happier ordering online than they are when they go into a lens crafters or any of the other traditional optical or any of the big box optical. And especially with COVID, I think the last year, you know, people don't want to be in a retail store. If they can find the selection, they can get savings online. They would much rather do it in the comfort of their own home, whenever it's convenient for them, not, you know, having to book an appointment and do it when it's convenient for the retailer, if that makes sense. So, you know, those are the kind of things we're trying to bring for customers. And, you know, I think it's resonating. That's why we've grown just so quickly. We're in our third year here. We'll do more than 100 million of revenue. We've got, you know, like I said, 100,000 customers in eyeglasses in less than a year. You know, it's quite interesting how fast it's growing. Well, it's phenomenal growth. And it feels like it's because you've hit the vein of the problem. Like even as I'm listening to you talk, I'm using myself as the person here that's, yeah. I mean, two years ago, I went and did the eye exam and looked around at the glasses, was like, this is ridiculous. It's too expensive. And I never bought glasses. And that was two years ago. So it's, you know, and I need them. Clearly I need them. So you know, just thinking about a smoother process, a smoother way to do what you know you need to do, but you don't necessarily have the time to step through all, all the steps to do it. I think that's brilliant. And it's right in the vein of where entrepreneurs should be thinking, where they should be leading themselves. I'm just curious for our listeners, what are the, some of the things that you're listening to, you're reading that help you stay innovative? Like, like what are you doing to keep yourself in that vein of, of continuing to press forward and think about innovation. 
Yeah, sure. So one of the things I really like is I listen to a podcast, Prof G podcast. I don't know if others like Prof G, mm-hmm. but he, he's quite good NYU Stern professor and always has some in- interesting guests. You know, I also subscribe to Vern Harnish, who's the author of Scaling Up. Do you know yes, Vern? Yes, love him. I love that. I, yes, I have the book, like we're not on video, but I would show it to you <laughs> literally like right next to me. He's kind of the master, you know, and he scaled mm-hmm. with Michael Dell. And again, my sister and I were super lucky to meet Vern early on. You know, we kind of had this fast growing business in the first year did two and a half million. The second year, it was on its way to 10 million. And we were both kind of, you know, working 24 seven, pulling our hair out. No idea how to kind of put the systems and process in place you need to do when you're scaling a business. And I just happened to go to a luncheon and and hear Vern talk. And I remember everyone left the room and I just refused to leave. I just (laughs) stood there until (laughs) everyone's gone. I said, Vern, I'm Roger. I need your help. I've got what you're talking about. He said, great, let me help. And so ever since I've been a student of his and I, I, you know, I listen to his talks and we sign up and we sign our whole team up and we kind of make those part of our quarterly, you know, learnings to get there. And actually Vern sent out a kits code at his last scaling up seminar. So, you know, I think I'm quoted in a scaling up book a couple of times around the last company's growth. So he's been a great, you know, just a great way to understand how to scale your business because he's always bringing in the next big thing or you know, and he might bring in eight speakers and only three might apply to what you're doing, but you'll take some gems away from those three folks. Well, and I think that's so important. What I hear you saying is not only do you, you know, you listen and read, but you surround yourself with people that can help you get where you need to go. And I think that's a really important piece for entrepreneurs to understand is that to your point, we can be heads down doing the work, but there's such a difference between working in the business and working on the business. And working on the business is the only thing that's really going to help you scale it. Sometimes when you're working in the business, you're not looking at those processes and those things because you're so deeply entrenched in it that you don't lift your head above to see the bigger, broader picture of what you could be building. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. And he actually goes through all the content, filters out what's most relevant and then brings it to you. So you're so right. You know, the difference between working on the business and in the business is kind of, you know, one of the, one of the key takeaways early on from the, from the EMIF. It's a great one. Well, any final thoughts for our listeners? You know, the only thing that came out of this for me, Natalie, is we need to get you some glasses. We need to get you onto kits.com. You've I'm got in. the free, the free kits coupon. It's just free kits. You know, you pay shipping on the first pair, but we'll pay for the rest. I've got a couple of nice styles in mind for you. They'll all look good on you, obviously, but please, you know, go there, try it out. And, you know, we can report back in the future on your experience and you can, you know, you can hold me accountable. And, you know, like I say, we're tracking satisfaction numbers very, very closely. We've got more satisfied customers than any other retailer in in Google and some of the other, you know, review sites. So we're, we're working hard to do do good things. So keep me informed and let me know how to do a better job. Absolutely. I'm seriously going to get glasses because okay, this has been a two year saga. My husband's oh. like, you need to get glasses, like stop playing around, just go get them. So <laughs> I love this. I wrote my coupon code down and, 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 and maybe not even just this. one pair, get a couple pairs, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah, one for work, one for play and one for, you know, date night. It's like, you know, me, you know, that I'll be <laughs> leaving them all over the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today, Roger. No, great chatting. Thank you for having us. A real pleasure. Well, you can follow Roger on LinkedIn or head over to kits.com to learn more. Don't forget your coupon code, free kits. And to our listeners, thank you for joining the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. Remember, don't just get out of the box, break the box and set it on fire. Let's go transform something. 
Thank you for joining us for the Innovation Meets Leadership podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Innovation Meets Leadership. And visit our site at innovationmeetsleadership.com for more innovation resources. Today's sponsorship is brought to you by Territory Global. We work at the intersection of experience and imagination. We help you pinpoint problems and turn them into opportunities. We make imagine happen. Some of the best organizations in the world choose us as their partner to help solve their strategy, innovation, transformation, story, and ways of working problems. Learn more at territory.co.